This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It is Wednesday, July 6th, and this is People Every Day. Hello out there, it's me, Janine Rubenstein, back with you on this Wednesday. We've got a great show, which includes a preview of our cover story with Hayden Panettiere and her battle with opioids and alcohol that you do not want to miss. Trust me. Plus, we also have a little snippet of our double talk conversation with Thor 4 writer-director Taika Waititi and the god of thunder himself, Chris Hemsworth. They are so funny and witty together and just have such a great chemistry. But first, let's get into what's been buzzing around my newsfeed. There's been a Chris Rock sighting, actually several, and he wasn't alone. Rock was seen several times in Santa Monica, California over the 4th of July weekend with actress Lake Bell. The two were spotted bouncing around town and there's a photograph that was released exclusively to people of them dining out at Giorgio Baldi. Reps for both actors did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment about the nature of their relationship. Both actors were previously married. Bell and Scott Campbell announced a split in October 2020, I think it was, and Rock and his wife of 20 years Malak Compton Rock ended things in 2016. Rock has been largely silent on his personal life and since his now infamous Oscars incident with Will Smith. He did address the ordeal during his stand-up shortly after the award show and said he would take a while to process everything and would speak out when the time was right. Just a few weeks ago, Rock and Bell were spotted together at a St. Louis Cardinals game, where during an in-game interview, the comedian talked about his at-home life and hinted at some of the soul-searching he's been doing. I got uh, two daughters, 20 and 18, so I'm dad first. I'm dad first. Now they're kind of out of the house, so I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out who the hell I am at this point. <laughs> who do you think you are? Um, like a little Homer Simpson slash George Jefferson. You know, we'll we'll mixture the two. We will definitely keep an eye out for any more Lake Bell and Chris Rock sightings. Moving on, rapper Travis Scott is putting safety first. During a concert in Brooklyn on Monday, the rapper stopped mid-performance to ask audience members to climb down from a lighting truss at the outdoor event. In a video that has since circulated, audience members can be seen sitting atop the lighting structuring. And Scott then pauses his set and says, we need you all to get down. In another video shared by the On Ox podcast, Scott can be seen saying, hey, yo, my brother, my brother, just make sure you're okay, though. My brother, you hear me. The concert goers then made their way down from the top of the structure and the performance resumed. It was during the Goosebumps Singers November 2021 Astroworld Festival, of course, where 10 people died and hundreds were injured. Scott requested the dismissal of multiple lawsuits that followed the incident. While his reps have yet to respond to people's requests for comment, it does seem like he's being more safety-focused during his shows. A spokesperson for the artist told a news outlet yesterday, quote, Travis is committed to doing his part to ensure events are as safe as possible so that fans can have fun. And he encouraged fans to listen to requests from security and climb down from the lighting structures so that everyone would be able to safely enjoy last night's performance. 
after Adele stopped a live performance a few days ago to check on an audience member, it's nice to see that artists are looking out for the safety and, and well-being of their fans. Now, I know we are smack dab in the middle of summer, but do you know what season is right around the corner? If you said fall, you're wrong. <laughs> Bachelorette season is almost here. The newest season of the ABC show premieres this Monday and features two bachelorettes for the first time ever. In this week's issue of People on Stands Friday, Gabby Wendy and Rachel Recchia opened up about filming this very special season together. Wendy told us it was a huge learning process for everyone because it was such new territory. But the experience Rachel and I had as bachelorettes was so special and memorable. I don't think we would have had it any other way. Now, Wendy and Recchia, who became friends when they both vied for Clayton Eckert's heart on The Bachelor, wouldn't reveal too many spoilers. But Wendy did say that, quote, the story will definitely show and kind of tell itself once it starts airing. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Two bachelorettes means twice the romance, twice the jealousy, and twice the drama. I absolutely cannot wait to watch this season. Be sure to check out our interview with them in this week's issue. And speaking of special interviews from this week's issue, our next story details this week's cover star, actress Hayden Panettiere, and the cycle of self-destruction she found herself in thanks to opioids and alcohol. I feel more empowered right in this moment than I have felt probably in my entire life because I've never gotten to tell my story. I've never gotten to be brutally honest. I've never gotten to throw it all out there. And it's like a weight that's come off my, my chest. That was this week's People cover star, Hayden Panettiere. The actress is opening up like never before about her complicated past. She revealed to us that she battled an opioid and alcohol addiction and discussed her relationship with her ex, Brian Hickerson. Before we dive into this next segment, we should warn you that we will be talking about abuse. So please listen at your own discretion. Joining me now to discuss People's exclusive interview with Hayden is People's senior editor, Brianne Heldman. Hey, Brianne. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Janine. Thanks so much. Well, let's Let's start at the beginning. Hayden's exposure to drugs started at a very early age. She recalled how someone on her team gave her, quote, happy pills. So take a listen to what she said about that. I had somebody that was supposed to, I was supposed to work with, I was working with, who represented me. And um, she introduced me at 15 years old to the happy pill. And I had absolutely no idea at that time what you know, really drugs were or addiction was. And she would give me this happy pill before I walked down um, the red carpet. So what else did she say? She said that she began drinking alcohol and occasionally taking opioids. And meanwhile, her career was flourishing. She was in a bunch of things from Heroes and then later in Nashville. And she says, quote, my saving grace is that I couldn't be messy while I was on set working, but things kept getting out of control offset. And as I got older, drugs and alcohol became something I couldn't live without. I want to talk about what happened when it came to her daughter. After Hayden had her daughter, Kaya, she suffered from postpartum depression. At the time, she was starring on the show Nashville, and her real-life pregnancy was actually written into the show. I remember that. But like 
her on-screen character, Hayden, was also battling so many inner demons. So what did she say about that period of her life? Hayden said those were really tough years. She said she really could relate to those storylines, especially the alcoholism one and the postpartum depression one, that they really hit close to home. She also pointed out she did not drink while she was pregnant, but once Kaya was born, she really fell off the wagon. When Kaya was about four months old, she sought treatment for postpartum depression, but then still found herself really struggling and becoming increasingly dependent on alcohol just to get through the day. She said, quote, I never had the feeling that I wanted to harm my child, but I didn't want to spend any time with her. There was just this gray color in my life. Yeah. And just how open she is. So where does Vladimir Klitschko play into Hayden's story? Absolutely. Hayden and the Ukrainian boxing champion dated for a long time. They were engaged. He is the father of her seven-year-old daughter, Kaya, and they split in 2018 around when Hayden was in the throes of her addiction and battling postpartum depression. Today, they have a great relationship. She respects him deeply. She describes him as Kaya's favorite person and speaks of him with such respect. Because of Hayden's connection to Ukraine through Kaya and through Vlad, she launched Hoplon International, a charity whose mission it is to raise funds for Ukraine as the country endures its fifth month of war with Russia. To promote that, that's really why Hayden wanted to talk to us. It all kind of goes back to her love for Vlad. I mean, wow. She she talks about how in 2018, it was the year Nashville ended, she made the decision to send Kaya to live with her father. Yes. So she sent Kaya to live with Vlad. And she said, he didn't want to be around me. I didn't want to be around me. I cannot imagine having to make a decision like that, but she felt it was the best thing for her daughter. And that same year, she began dating Brian Hickerson, a relationship that she calls, quote, a very dark and complicated time in my life. She was battling alcohol and opioid addiction, and her relationship with Brian was a violent one, adding to her already existing pain. What is she saying about their past and how she was able to move on from it? In May of 2019, after an incident, Brian was charged with domestic violence and Hayden issued a protective order. Those charges were later dropped. They got back together. In July of 2020, he was arrested on eight domestic charges. He later pled no contest to two of them and the rest of them were dropped and he served 13 days in jail. But in 2020, when when Brian was arrested, Hayden issued a statement saying she is coming forward with the truth about what happened to me in the hope that my story will empower others in abusive relationships. We know that later she has since spent some time with Brian. So we asked her about that statement and she says, I still feel the same way. None of it is okay, but I want to make sure that everyone knows that each person who goes through something like that They're on their own journey. No two things are exactly alike. Mm. Now, we know that last March, Hayden and Brian were seen together in Los Angeles and were involved in a public altercation. She says of that incident, it was not my best behavior. It was not anyone's best behavior, but it was not as insane as it was made to look. And everyone is okay. Well, these days... 
Hayden is sober. She is single and, you know, focusing on her future. She entered rehab for eight months and is feeling better than ever. And so much is happening in her life. What does she have on her plate? It's it's really exciting to see. Hayden is someone who I remember seeing and remember the Titans and being blown away by this young girl and how much power she had going toe-to-toe with Denzel Washington. And she is filming her first film in four years as Kirby Reed in the new Scream film coming out, that she is reprising her role from Scream 4. She's also really pouring her heart into work with Hoplon International, which she founded in March, whose mission it is to raise funds for Ukraine as the country endures its fifth month at war with Russia. She says, it's an everyday choice. I am checking in with myself all the time, but I'm just so grateful to be part of this world again, and I will never take it for granted again. This is such a powerful interview, and and you can pick up a copy of this issue of People with Hayden Panettiere everywhere this Friday. Brianne, thank you so much for stopping by to discuss this with me. Thank you. All right, guys, it's July. It's summer, and that means every day is a constant battle between the weather and your hair. (laughs) Too dry, too humid, it never ends. Coming up, we are joined by the always fabulous Brittany Tallarico, who shares the secrets to having the best summer hair. Maybe grab a pen and paper and take some notes. But speaking of great hair, Chris Hemsworth and his golden locks return to the big screen this week for the next installment of Marvel's Thor franchise. After the break, we share an excerpt from our double talk conversation with Hemsworth and the mercurial Kiwi, Taika Waititi. We'll be right back. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. We are back. Thor Love and Thunder takes over the big screen this week, which means fans of all ages will be flocking to theaters. The previous Thor film saw writer, director, and actor Taika Waititi make his foray into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Waititi is known for his whimsical films and curious characters. Apparently, he likes to keep things just as loose on set and make it all a family affair. Waititi, who also plays Korg in the film, encouraged actors to bring their kids to the set. He and Chris Hemsworth sat down with People's Carol Warner to talk about the film. And in an exclusive interview, the two opened up about what it was like to have so many children, including their own, on set, featured in small cameos, and how their kids came up with the monsters Thor battles within the film. Take a listen. Anyone who had kids... In the cast, had their kids. Here's a fun fact. I haven't talked about this at all. This is world exclusive for you, People Magazine. <laughs> uh, 
the monsters in the film mm. uh, were originally uh, based on drawings that all of our kids did. So like my, yeah. I was typing the script and my daughter kind of leaned over and she was like, what's an oil monster? And that's like the first thing I could come up with yeah. when I was typing. I was like, I have no idea. I just wrote an oil monster, <laughs> whatever that means. And she goes, like, what do you think that looks like? And I was like, I don't know. And she goes, do you think it's spiky? And, like, yeah, I was like, oh. and then she goes, and she draws this like snaky thing. And that's the thing in the cage when Christian ripped their head off. And then Tyker said to me, tell your kids to do some drawings, and they did some drawings. And and then we gave them to the VizDev artists at Marvel, and they turned them into these, like, you know, these rendered like, big monsters, monsters, which then kind of like, you know, and some of the kids' drawings are super colourful, so it's like tone those down. But yeah, that well, that's so why all the monsters are so weird and, and like look so cool. <laughs> <They're amazing. laughs> that's why all the monsters look like they were created by kids. That's why, <laughs> that's why there's that one weird thing in this movie, just the um, does it in like how much does it enhance having like family kids on set or is it extra pressure like it's to great. worry about? It's okay. great. I always like I remember on, on Ragnarok we our kids would be on set and I've always encouraged people to have their kids around because it's just it's just a cool environment it's and cool. people it chills the crew out yeah. and I always want to work like that. But yeah, sometimes you he'd be doing takes and uh, you know and then we would stop and be like, oh, because we'd hear something and he'd be like is that one of mine? Or is it one of yours? It breaks the whole, uh, you know, the, you can get caught up in the sort of making a movie and it's serious and the pressure and whatever. And the kids come in and they just pull the rug out and they go, this is ridiculous. Come yeah. On, and it's a nice reminder and sort of shaking into the present of this should be fun. Just so cool that their kids got to design the monsters for this major Marvel movie. I mean, what? <laughs> That's some serious bragging rights at recess. <laughs> Thor 4 officially opens this Friday. Be sure to check it out. When you think of summer, what is the biggest issue you have coming into this season? Your hair, obviously. <laughs> okay, but seriously, humidity, dryness, coloring, it is an issue for a lot of people. Luckily, we have a style guru with us today to talk about the ways you can have a good hair summer. <laughs> Please welcome People's Senior Style Editor, Brittany Tallarico. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Janine. I'm so excited. It's going to be our best hair summer yet. <laughs> okay, take us through just some points we need to know about how to keep our locks looking lush. Yeah, we want to keep our hair healthy and hydrated. Gabrielle Union, she loves to rock her natural hair. She's always sharing tips on social media. And when she needs a boost of hydration and shine, the Flawless Hair Care founder uses a two-step process. She sprays her hair with an oil-infused curl refresher to get rid of any frizz and then she finger coils her curls in small sections to add that definition. Her hydrating curl refresher spray is amazing. It's $10 at Walmart. And that's her kind of go-to tip. And she collaborated with the amazing Larry Sims to, to make these products that are just hugely popular and really give your hair that shine and boost of hydration. I love it. As a curly girl, I love that. Well, next, everyone has been here. You're at the beach or on a boat or, you know, hiking up a windy mountain and our hair gets wild in all sorts of ways that we don't want it to. So when a day at the beach is, happens like that, what, what do you do? Yeah, we're always seeing all like these stars, right? And celebrities and Capri on boats with like perfect hair. And I'm like, what are they doing? You need to apply that leave-in conditioner and you can use a detangling brush to kind of keep you know, 
it like smooth and shiny. A good recommendation is the Virtue Labs Refresh Purifying Leave-In Conditioner. And that kind of will help you get rid of those like beach knots and kind of maintain more of like nice beach waves. That's what uh, LA colorist Cat Sam has suggested that we try out. Got it. Okay, humidity is probably the worst friend <laughs> to our hair. <laughs> I mean, what can we do to help with the frizz that comes with humidity and warm temperatures? Oh, man. Yeah, humidity is kryptonite for, for bangs and hair. But to give your fringe, your, your bangs, a little bit of a lift, you want to use some dry shampoo and you distribute that with your fingers, right? So some people just spray in their dry shampoo. You really want to make sure to work that through with your fingers. And the Kerastache Fresh Hair Affair Dry Shampoo is a great one for that. And, you know, to control your curls, to to really tame them and prevent the frizz, our style and beauty director, Andrea Laventhal, she really recommends a fizz fighting product. She loves the OGX Locking and Coconut Curls Creamy Mousse, which is $6 at Walmart. You apply it to your fingers and you kind of just shape it through your curls while they're already dry. That's the tip. When your curls are dry, you take sections of hair, you put this anti-frizz fighter in and it kind of maintains and fights frizz. Oh, Nice. So that's something to keep in the purse. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Lastly, I think a lot of us forget about our scalps. I know I do. We have our hair up in, you know, some sort of style in braids, whatever we're doing, and we forget that it can get sunburned and dry on the scalp section. So, so what can we do to help our scalps this summer? Yeah, that's a very popular piece to get sunburn and just forget about. And it's also one of the number one spots your dermatologist is going to check when you're getting your skin check. So first and foremost, I would wear a hat, but you know, if you don't have a hat, you want to make sure you're spraying your scalp with a broad spectrum, water resistant SPF. It's really, really important. Kula makes a really great scalp and hair mist and it's organic sunscreen. It's super easy to apply. You're swimming, you're at the beach. You want to make sure that you're covered everywhere. And on top of, you know, SPF sprays that are important to put in your hair, especially if like you're wearing braids or you have exposed parts, you also want to find something that's going to give your, you know, scalp some relief. And our deputy beauty director, Jackie Field, she wears her hair in beautiful braids all season long. And she recommends the Pantene Gold Series New Length Scalp Revitalizing Treatment, which really helps relieve tension at her roots and, you know, keeps her scalp healthy. Oh, that sounds great. I need that. I, I was just planning on getting braids again. So I, that's always my fear. <laughs> Janine, we're going we're gonna to get that to you stat. <laughs> I love it. Brittany, thank you so much. Thank you, Janine. And now this last story is for all of you parents out there who are worried about your little ones having too much screen time. That's, that's me. It's a constant topic that's up for debate amongst parents. How much screen time is too much? Well, Maria Roberts, a speech pathologist who has the Instagram handle at spinach for breakfast, shared a video of her son that really, really made me laugh. In the video, you see the caption, quote, if you ever feel bad for letting your kids watch TV, just know my child has a legit British accent from Peppa Pig. And then you see her young son playing and going about his day saying little phrases with a British accent that he picked up from watching Peppa Pig maybe a little too much. <laughs> it's just so cute and something to make you smile. Can I hold the hot sauce? Are you hungry? Can I have a little bit of coffee? No, can I have it? Can I drink it? Look, after how heavy the news has been these last few days, that is exactly the kind of thing we all need. 
<laughs> Are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> that is one cute kid. Well, thank you all for pressing play. Once again, we'll be back again tomorrow with more people every day. <laughs>